Esme. She's a queen. This is dedicated to all my beautiful queens, all my beautiful ladies out there. She's a queen. Go queen. So thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Key Chat Podcast. Today, my guest is Miss Gina Carter. She's from New Orleans, my hometown. She's an author and business owner, and her book is entitled Robbed by Death Twice. And she also has a lipstick line called Lip Lock Cosmetics. So we're going to talk about her book, everything that she's experienced and how she started the lip care line. And of course, our favorite topic, self-love. So how are you doing today? I'm fine. <laughs> nice with you. So I wanted to get deeper into how you started your journey because I was reading your bio on the website and it was saying how obviously you grew up in New Orleans, but you're originally in the medical profession before you decided to branch out with your lip care line? Yes, I've been doing medical clerical my whole adult life. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's not something that I see as a career for me. Um, my goal is to be an entrepreneur, um, work for myself. <laughs> right, right. I, I was a medical assistant and I mean, I still work in the medical field. It's just, I guess I don't advertise it. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, I've been working in a medical clerical side of, of the medical field all my adult life. Okay, so I know, like you said, obviously, like you wanted, you wanted to be an entrepreneur. So, what made you decide to start a lip care line? Did you always was that like always a thing, or when you decided to be an entrepreneur, were you like fishing for different ideas, or did you always have a thing for lipsticks? Yeah, I always wore lipstick. I always liked something on my lips, even if I didn't even have a, a full face of makeup, I always wanted something on my lips. And I used to work for Avon. So that's where it kind of started. Um, I didn't really like the middleman, Avon taking some of your money and stuff like that. So I said, well, maybe I should create my own line. And so one day I was sitting in the office, I think it was like the end of the day. And I just started thinking of names for the company and stuff like that and just doing research about how to start my own brand. So that's how the brand started. It started as a lipstick line, but then I kind of ventured out to different products adding to the line. So what made you decide on lip Um, I love kissing. (laughs) (laughs) I I love kissing um, and Lip lock is a long, passionate kiss. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I make it lip lock. So, <laughs> you know, that's how the name came about. And how long have you had it? Like, when did you start the care line? Like, how many years has it been? It'll be three years, November 17th. Okay, okay. So how was it, like, you know, as far as the research, how long did it take you once you, like, are you, like, how did you come up with the lipsticks, the colors, all that? Like, how was that? experiences learning about it um the research was actually fun because 
you know, is something I like. So the research was fun. Um, I went to search in different private label, label companies to see what they offer, started getting samples and stuff like that. And did research on social media also. Um, a lot of people don't like social media, but I think social media is your friend. It's very resourceful. <laughs> so yeah, I did a lot of research that took a couple months. And then I was like, okay, that's it. I'm out the launch. <laughs> right. I colors that I started with, and then I just started adding to the brand. So yeah, I agree. Like, I'm not like I don't I have a love hate relationship with social media. Like, business wise, I think it's great. Actually, yeah. you know, take advantage of it and use it what it's for. Right. All that stuff, no, <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is I think it's great like there's a lot of resources I network my tail off on social media so like I said if you use it for what it's for I think social yeah. media is great for yeah. people so one of the things that I was looking in when I was you know researching lip gloss cosmetics on your website you also have listed that you are big on motivation advocating and fostering a spirit of confidence and beauty in women from all walks of society so what is your feeling as far as just tying into beauty, you know, because obviously makeup gives people confidence. So was that also a motivation when you decided, hey, I want to do something specific for my business with lipstick? Because obviously that's centered towards women and confidence and beauty. Yeah, I do. I love everything about makeup and, and what it does for a woman. Um, it helps beautify. Um, some women don't need it. Some women do. Um, some women use it for cosmetic reasons. Like I know a friend of mine, she has scars on her lips. And so the lipstick could be a camouflage for that. You know, so I love everything that it does for a woman. It enhances her beauty. Um, so anything that empower us, I'm all for it. <laughs> right. And I think it does that. So who are some of the people that motivated you as far as like just role models in business? Like, do you have any particular blueprint people? Like I always refer to people that inspire me as the blueprints. Uh, were there any like other African-American women of color makeup moguls that really, you know, motivated you or who you look up to? Yeah, I like Rihanna. I think what she's doing, she's a, a young black woman. Um, I think she's doing her thing. Um, more locally, I love what Super is doing. Um, mm -hmm. She's a black woman from the same city I'm from. Right. Um, I think that's awesome. So, yeah, those two, I really researched both of them, to be honest with you. Um, I researched other big brands also, um, but yeah, I love those two. <laughs> I don't know them personally, of course, but yeah, I love what they're doing as, as young women. So. Right. Mm -hmm. I think super is like special for people in New Orleans because, you know, she just represents people from our town, you know, making it. So mm -hmm. that alone, I think, is something that's really special about her. And of course, she's extremely down to earth. So yes. <laughs> that's so the thing about her that's really special. Mm -hmm. And I and I swear by crayon cases, bronzer. So like, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have her makeup too. <laughs> Exactly. Like I live by her bronzer. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to also talk about your book entitled mm -hmm. Rob by Death Twice. So definitely tell me the background on the title and what inspired you to write it. Um, well, the book is about and dedicated to my late father and my late husband. Um, they both have shaped my life in some sort of way. 
Um, they both died from heart attacks unexpectedly. Um, me and my father, we had a challenged relationship coming up and we made up one year as me as an adult <laughs> and then the next year he died. So I felt robbed of that. You know, I already was neglected as a child. So when I finally make up with him, then he died a year later. And then my husband and I, we were only married for three years and he died unexpectedly last year, August 11th. And so, yes, that's where the title comes from because I felt robbed, robbed of their love and every possibility that we could have had. So that's where the book comes from. Um, I talk a lot about my upbringing and the relationships that I had with those two men and how they impacted my life. So it's a short story, but it's a great mm-hmm. read. <laughs> how long did it take you to write it? Um, it took a couple months. Um, I got with another author and she basically told me how I can write a book in three months. And I was like, what? <laughs> okay, so she told me how to do it, get my outline together, create a schedule, and, and I went for it. And it, it took a little bit over three months, but I got it. <laughs> So what made you decide to put it on paper, though? Because I think like a lot of people have experienced things in their life that would make a good book, you know, like right now, books are people's business card, you know, so what made you decide, you know, after going through these terrible issues and, you know, this grieving process, like what was your transition to say, hey, I'm put it in a book and help somebody else? Um, Well, I had started seeing a therapist and she had recommended journaling to me. And so I was trying to do everything to cope with the passing of my late husband and none of that was working. So journaling seemed to help me. But in the process of me going to therapy, I saw that I had some baggage left over from my father. So by me starting a journal, that's what created the book. So once, once I finished the book, I was, I felt free. So mm-hmm. I was, well, maybe that could help another woman, a fatherless daughter or a widow. Maybe they can help them if they see me be so vocal about my pain. So that's how the book started from journaling. <laughs> okay. Now you mentioned therapy and that's something that I always discuss on the show because I feel like there's still a stigma, you know, amongst black people, people of color, regarding therapy you know because I think a lot of us were raised where we're not supposed to talk about our business you know the strangers and you're supposed to just pray about it and that's it you mm-hmm. know so I'm happy that you did mention therapy because like I said it's something I really like to talk about to break down the stigmas because I think people just have a perception of like who goes to therapy like you have to be your life must be in terrible shambles or whatever to seek therapy but <laughs> Sometimes just speaking to a professional is something that a lot of people need, like you mentioned with the journal and it made you free. So what made you decide to do the therapy? Like I said, I definitely commend you for mentioning that too, especially with grief. Like it's just so important. Like when people go through grief, trauma, you mentioned things from your childhood baggage to speak to a professional. So what made you, like, I know you said a lot of things weren't working but what specifically was like, hey, you know, I will talk to another person. Had you ever gone to therapy prior to losing your husband? No, I, I mean, I had marriage counseling, but that's about it. But mm-hmm. um, my cousin. Commendable too. Yeah, uh, I think it's needed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, 
my cousin, she had lost her um, husband like maybe three or four years prior and she sees a, a great counselor. And so she recommended the counselor to me. And I mean, it has been very instrumental in my life. Um, I don't think you're crazy for going and see a therapist. Um, I think it's needed because I don't have a whole lot of people that I could go talk to about my issues. I mean, I could talk to them, but they can't relate because half of them never been married or the other half, they still have their husbands or their significant others. So they don't understand what I'm going through. Right. And so talking to this grief counselor, um, by the way, she she's a widow. So that mm -hmm. had helped tremendously. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I'm all for therapy. I, I don't mind it. I think it's needed sometimes. <laughs> you right. know, I see her on the regular now, but I do tell her if I if I need you, I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm mm -hmm. coming back. Yeah, I love therapy. Everything it has to offer. And like I said, I just was nothing was was working. I am a, a child of God. I was in scripture, reading the Bible. I was just doing all type of self-care, but that wasn't working. <laughs> so I needed to talk to somebody and let it out. Mm -hmm. And then recommended certain things, and I just started feeling better about the situation. Um, I think I'll forever grieve my husband, um, but as the days go by, it is getting better. So mm -hmm. I would recommend therapy to anybody. <laughs> that's great. That's really great that you said that. Because like I said, I still think there's so many stigmas behind therapy, and mm -hmm. it's not that bad to just talk to somebody and I think sometimes people they have like the wrong perception of therapy because I know some people that's like oh I tried it I didn't like it I went one time I didn't like it then I'm like okay was your therapist of color well no it's like well now that I'm knocking therapists mm -hmm. of the races but I'm just saying like if you're really trying to talk to somebody about a relationship shouldn't you kind of seek somebody that you can have some type of bond with you know so I just think sometimes people don't some people that want to try it they don't take it seriously so they just take a random person that they didn't research on and figure they're gonna talk to them it's like well you already starting off on a bad foot because you chose somebody that you're not comfortable with so it's, it's not gonna work <laughs> try somebody else if it doesn't work with one um my therapist she's a woman and she's a widow so that's how it worked for me that she is asian mm -hmm. um so I was kind of skeptical, <laughs> you know, but the fact that she's a woman and she's a widow, that's, that helped me because right. she can do what I'm going through. Um, right. But yeah, I do think you should do your research on therapists and find somebody that you think can relate to you, mm -hmm. you know, and some people are just not vocal. You know, I'm an open and transparent person, so I don't mind talking about, you know, my issues. I don't. I'm not that private or secretive or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so I don't mind talking. Some people don't right. want to do business and stuff like that. So that's probably why it don't work for them. I don't know. Right. You have to find somebody you're comfortable with. Because like my therapist is a male, you know, but they are also African-American. So I can yeah. discuss like racial stuff that's going on. Not that I'm saying somebody from another race wouldn't understand, but I'm just saying you have to have some kind of bond. Like you yeah. said, you're your therapist is also a widower so it's mm. like you know like you have to have some type of connection if not mm -hmm. it's like you yeah, know some right. kind of thread if not for me that's just my personal opinion I feel like it's not going to work but I'm just so happy that you mentioned therapy because like I said for people of color especially black women I think it's important to talk to somebody just like 
getting a regular checkup for your teeth or your health, this is good to talk to somebody. You know, you don't have to do it every day, every week or whatever, but I just think it helps. So I know we talked about, you know, obviously just you going through the grieving process. So Mm -hmm. on the show, we talk about self-love a lot. And with your makeup line too, I feel like that also ties into self-love. And I always try to, there's a different definition to me between self-care and self-love. Self-care to me is the literal part, but self-love is the actual internal part. But, you know, I think sometimes we don't touch on still feeling good about yourself does tie, you know, having that confidence too does tie in. So with you going through the grieving process, what part of self-love did that play for you? You know what I'm saying? Because I think it took some self-love for you to say, hey, I'm going to seek a professional, took self-love to say, I'm going to put my story in a book. You know, that's a huge thing to do. So what part does self-love play in the grieving process with you, you know, seeking help and, you know, seeking how to get out of the slump and, you know, have a positive term. So what role was self-love for you? Um, I believe that um, the simple fact hearing him say, go do something, <laughs> get out of this. I, I think he will want me to live because we did talk about stuff like that before this happened. You know, just over the years, we gave each other permission to move forward with life. And after his passing, I really thought I was next because mm-hmm. having all type of chest pains and going in and out of the hospital. And they kept telling me, um, okay, it's called a, your, your EKG is normal, you know, so it has to be mental or, you know, this is what grief does. It, it gives you the feeling of body aches and pains and stuff like that. And I was like, no, my chest is really hurt. And I don't think this is mental. <laughs> and yeah. so like, this is what grief does. It gives you the feeling of, of a heart attack or something like that. And so I just kept reading scriptures and just reading all type of stuff from other widows and trying to get some type of inspiration. And I don't know, it just hit me one day. Okay, you need to live. You need the truth to live. And so that's what I started doing. You know, that's why I, I really try to control my news feed. I want to see positive things because it's very easy to get in this sunken place when you're grieving. And so mm-hmm. I try to, <laughs> if I see too much foolishness, I'm going to unfollow it. And that's yeah. just, I, no hard feelings, but I got to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I really to protect my mental because I have been diagnosed with PTSD behind his passing, anxiety. And I don't want to be on nobody's medication. Although if you need that, that's fine for you. But I don't want to be on it. So I have to protect my mental because I want to be here. And yes, I do love myself. Sometimes it's rough because, you know, after your husband pays, you feel like, okay, now I got to get back into this dating world. Is somebody going to love me? Is they going to like me? Is they going to accept my flaws like my husband did? So you beat yourself up a lot after something you know tragic like that happens and yes I go back and forth with the self-love but I'm gonna choose every day I'm trying to be real intentional about everything that I do moving forward so yes I'm choosing to love me I'm choosing like after we get off of this call I'm going to make myself up and just get out the house and do something you know I do a lot of things alone now just to figure out who Gina is because 
for a long time, it was all about me and him. And so now I'm trying to figure me out as, as just me. <laughs> so right. yeah, so I'm, I'm choosing to love myself. <laughs> so. See, and that's a good thing, like just loving yourself for who you are. And I just commend you too, because it's so easy to fall into depression. You mentioned PTSD yes. and anxiety. I deal with PTSD and anxiety and it's a demon, you know, like it's, it's like, it's pull, it pulls you sometimes. Like it wants you, like you said, to be in a sunken place. Yeah. And I'm saying, way, like if something is negative, I don't care. Like if it's even a person, mm-hmm. I, I have to back away. Because you know? <laughs> it's like, I don't want that energy on mm-hmm. me because I'm already dealing with enough. So it's like, yeah. I can't, can't, I just can't do it, you know, because I'm just happy you mentioned that because it's just about having healthy elements around you because if you're already dealing with something that have negativity or like you said foolishness or whatever it's just not it's not good like the energy alone is just not good at all so I want to go back before we end everything with the lipstick line you know like I said I really I think it's really cool I love your website too one of your models was lock in nothing but beauty Mm -hmm. so and I feel like with women, you know, like there's a the big controversy about women wearing too much makeup. I love makeup. Yeah, um, I love it. <laughs> You know, so what's your feeling? And I'm sure you like, obviously you do lipstick. So obviously I'm sure you don't think a woman could technically wear too much makeup. But mm-hmm. how, how do you feel about just makeup alone? Just making somebody feel good. I don't think anything's wrong with it. But I was just watching. <laughs> In a video yesterday and it was men talking about um they don't like women to wear like too much makeup but I feel like if you wear it the right way yeah you still, oh, technically in my it's just it's like putting icing on a cake <laughs> <laughs> I feel about that it. It is the icing on the cake um I feel like all women are beautiful we all offer something um because it's, it's different shades and, and colors and we all are unique. So I think every woman brings something to the table. She offers some type of beauty. Um, so if she want to enhance her beauty, so be it. Like I have nothing against makeup. Now I am the type of woman, I feel like I don't need to wear it every day, but that's just my personal preference. Um, so if you are the type, that's fine. I have no nothing to say about it. Like nothing. Um because uh, I cater to everybody, even the queens, baby. Transgender women, y- yes, I love them all. Oh, yeah. You know, one of my models were transgender. Um, mm-hmm. So I have nothing against makeup. I love everything that it does for a woman. Right. You know, like I said some women need it, and some women just want it to look a different way, look more glamorous, or, or just to enhance her beauty. So I right. have nothing. <laughs> right. So before we end everything, just give a lasting statement on, and we already talked about what you feel about self-love, but for anyone that tunes in who, you know, they've dealt with some things that you've dealt with, especially last year was a hard time. People were losing people even now. People are just passing away at high rates. You know, there's so many people that's dealing with grief. You know, they're trying to figure out how to get out of it. And what would you say, though, to inspire somebody, you know, that it's, each day, you know, it can get better. So what would you say to just inspire someone that may tune in that's really struggling right now? Um, I think you should just live. You have to choose to live. Choose happiness. You have to make that decision. When you wake up in the morning, am I going to be miserable or am I going to be happy? You have to choose that. 
just, and do what's best for you. Stop. And it's okay to listen to people, <laughs> but you have to do what's best for you at the end of the day. Especially when something tragic happens, that changes your life completely. And I am speaking from experience. It really changes you. So you have to protect your mental, do what's best for you, try to laugh and enjoy life because you never know when your date is coming. So enjoy your life, whatever mm -hmm. that means. It doesn't have to be nothing major. Whatever you choose to make you happy, do that. And, and that's just how I feel about it. <laughs> right. You know. I love it. So before we end everything, tell everybody how they can find you and definitely give them the information on how they can find a website with the lipstick and also how they can purchase your book. Okay, so far as the cosmetic line, the page on IG is underscore lip lock cosmetics underscore. Um, on my other brand, for as the book and everything, is I am underscore Jean Marie. There's also a link if you want to purchase the book in that profile. Um, I'm on Facebook as well under Gina Carter. That is my government name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the um, platforms I use. I feel like Facebook and Instagram is enough for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it is a lot of work. So yeah. thank you so much for blessing the show and sharing your journey. And I know, like I said, I, I definitely commend you for just being transparent and talking mm -hmm. about the therapy, the things that you've gone through and just letting people know that it can get better and choosing to live. So everybody that tunes in, I hope that you guys picked up on some gems from this conversation and Gina hit on some amazing points. You have to choose to live. And it also starts with a positive mindset. You know, we can't determine what's going to happen to us in life. But the thing about it is to not let whatever challenges that we face to weigh us down. And every single day when we wake up, we have to choose to live. Whatever your definition of living may be, whether it's starting that makeup line like Gina did or writing that book or just simply getting out of bed and putting a smile on your face is enough. But whatever you do every single day, you have to choose to live because life is precious and every single person that's tuning in has a reason to be on this earth. So just get up and find your purpose. Just choose to live. Because right now, between 2020, that was something that just showed us that tomorrow's not promised. And this we're living in a very uncertain time. But guess what? We can still wake up every morning, put a smile on our face, have that light shine, and just choose to live. So thank you guys for tuning into the Key Chat. And make sure you go love yourself. You can find this episode on YouTube and also streaming on all major platforms and make sure to seek out Gina's website and look at her cute lipsticks. She has a very cute website and also go ahead and message her about getting that book because she's sharing a powerful story. So thank you guys. Go queen, go queen, go queen, go represent. You're a queen, you're a queen, oh.